What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Life of League. This is episode 19. I did episode 19. Um, I'm probably going to release some clips on it. I did it with uh, my girl Tati. Not my girl, my friend. She's just a girl. You guys know her. Um, it was before March Madness started, so it was that weekend. I made my turn. I made my bracket. Uh, it's very below average, as I'm sure all of you guys are. I think I had Gonzaga and Illinois in the in the championship. I had Gonzaga winning. As in all my brackets, I had Gonzaga winning. Um, but yeah, as you can see, if you're watching if you're watching this on YouTube, as you can see, I'm not in my living room. I'm in my bedroom, which is probably where I'll record from here on out when it's just me. Uh, yeah, I'm in my bedroom, chilling. This is where I sleep. Uh, those are the hats that I wear. One of them is missing. One of them is over there with my do-rag that I don't wear ever. Um, yeah, my humble abode. This is where I sleep. <laughs> this is where I sleep. This is where I sometimes eat. Uh, let me, do you guys eat in your room? Let me know. When I was younger, I was never... When I live at my parents' house, I'm not, not allowed to eat in my room and stuff. So, uh, here sometimes I will. I try not to, but it's just, you know, I try to vacuum as much as I can, though. Um, how, let me, how, hope you guys have been good, man. Hope you guys have been good. Uh, what, what have I been up to? I haven't really been up to much. Still working an internship. Um, this weekend, I am going to Penn State to take my first law school college visit. So that should be interesting. Um, yeah, I got accepted into Penn State, Florida A&M, Memphis, Creighton. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. I got one rejection. I got, did not get accepted. I don't know if it's declined or rejected from Georgia State. I, was, I saw it. I was up and I was like, I opened up the email. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> but it's, I think it's because I already got accepted into two others. So... It was like, if I got that, if that was the first one, I probably would have been a little more hurt than I was. But I was like, okay, that's not, that's not bad. Um, like, yeah, you don't want to harp on one thing when you have one bad thing, when you have four or five other good things, you don't want to just harp on that bad thing. Cause then you're never going to get anywhere. You want to use that as a motivation, but you don't want to harp on it and let it get you down. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm doing this weekend going up there. By this time, by the time you hear this, I mean, I don't know. We're going through this weekend. I probably shouldn't say that, but oh well. Yeah, I'm going up there. Um, should be fun. I'll let you guys know how it goes. Uh, it's, I hope it's not cold. It just snowed today in Ohio. It snowed a little bit. I was at in Toledo. It snowed a little bit early morning. It was like flurries coming down. I, like I looked out the window that I sat by and I saw it. I was like, what is going on? on it was just 70 degrees and apparently it's supposed to get right back up to 70 degrees 70 degrees on saturday but i guess in cleveland it was snowing bad like it was sticking it was like a blizzard up there in april like this is some sick april fool's joke that the the people who control the weather machine are playing with us like what are y'all on like are y did y'all press the wrong button did y'all sit on the remote what are y'all doing why is it snowing in april and on, on the march 30th which would be two days ago or maybe it was the 29th. Monday or Tuesday, I got out to my car and I had to sit there and defrost my windows. Like, this is not okay. This is not okay. And I feel bad for the people who have like who are allergic to like pollen, who have allergies, because I know it's rough. I know that has to be rough. You wake up, 
one day and your your nose doesn't stop running. You can't stop sneezing. Allergies acting up. Next day you wake up, it's 30 degrees and snow is falling down. And then the next day you go back out and your and your nose is attacking you again. And that that just has to be rough. I'm not going to lie. That just has to be rough. I'm happy I don't have any bad allergies. I don't really know what I would be allergic to. I know I don't I don't know. I don't have any big allergies or anything. Allergic to this these toxicos though, you feel me? Nah, let me stop. Um Yeah. Oh we're gonna we're gonna start off. Which one do I wanna start off with? I'm gonna start I'm gonna start off like this. Okay, before I get into that if you listen to this on, if you used to listen to this on YouTube, watch this, watching the whole thing on YouTube, I'm going to change up how I do things. So on YouTube, I'm only going to post like clips. So I'm not, I'm not going to post the whole, whole video format. Cause I just think that's, it's not the best way to do YouTube. Who really sits down on YouTube and watches an hour long video? Not many people I do, but I'm different. I'm built different. Okay. So yeah, I'm just going to post clips. They'll probably be about, and it'll probably just be every little clip of the episode. So it'll probably end up being as long as the episode but the clips will probably be maybe 20 minutes at the longest some some will be like five some will be like maybe i think 10 is probably what the average length of the videos on youtube are going to be so i'm just going to cut them up and then post them throughout the day or throughout the week probably throughout the day um throughout the couple days i'll probably send them out um and of course, on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, it's all going to be the full length thing. I'm not going to do clips for that. So it'll be all full length. And you go to YouTube if you want to get the visual and the clips. Um, let me know if you still want. No, I'm still. I, I, this is going to be the full length video on YouTube. But I'm also going to post the clips from this. Uh, let me know if you do watch it on YouTube and I, you want. You need either a link. If you need a link to like Spotify or Apple Music, um, the anchor li- uh, link will be in the description. Um, and that'll take you to the site and you can listen to it on anchor. It'll send you to Apple music, Spotify, and all those other type of, uh, platforms. So yeah, so the visuals, visuals will still be on YouTube audio, full audio will still be on, um, uh, audio platforms. It's just the visuals will be cut up, but what I wanted to get to, and I originally didn't even want to get to this first, but I have to get to it first. Attack on Titan, man. The season finale just dropped. Not dropped. Just came out um, Sunday. I watched it. Man. If you don't watch Attack on Titan, you have... If you don't watch Attack on Titan, you have until next January to start it and get caught up. Because this show... This show here is elite. Like, I can't... Okay, let's just talk about this episode. Okay. So, Armin, Nikasa, the gang, they're in the they're in the jail cell, whatever. And no, I think before that, before that, it was Hanji was no, it was Yelena. Yelena was talking to Pixis. That scene was tense. Yeah, Yelena, is it Yelena? Yelena? I don't know how. I can, I only read it. Okay, it's it's, it's subtitled, so I only read it. Uh, I'm gonna call her Yelena. Yelena, they set up the whole, they set up an armband system. So pretty much like what Bali does to separate the people who drank the wine. I'm not going to tell you about the wine because you got to watch it and catch up for yourself. 
people who drink the wine and who are with the gang, not really the gang, who are, are with them. People who drank the wine and they forced them to be with them, so they're like kind of hesitant. And then the people who drank the wine and are not going to change, switch over, or who they don't want to switch over, are not going to let it switch over. And of course, Pixis is the commander. He's not switching over. You, you know him from season one, okay? So I'm not spoiling anything with Pixis. He's not this, he's a big, good character, but he's not, there's not a lot to him. Um, and then, so they're talking. I'm not going to go into what they're talking to because frankly, I don't really remember. Um, Elena pretty much gives him the whole middle finger and drinks wine. Not the wine, but wine. And I predicted the wine. I predicted the wine thing was going to happen when I first saw it. When they first packed it all up and shipped it out to where um, Levi was keeping. You know what? Forget it. I'm spoiling it. <laughs> all right. If you haven't watched it, that's your fault. If you want to watch it, if you're going to, if you haven't watched it and you're listening to this now, you're not going to remember this by the time you get to where I'm at. Okay, so if you start it, you're not going to remember me saying all this by the time you get to season four, episode whatever. You know, so I predicted that the wine was going to turn all the people into Titans who were who drank it. Um, I didn't know the exact twist. Cause of course, I not. Of course, I don't read the manga. I want to. I feel like I should since I follow a lot more Attack on Titan pages. I should start reading the manga before the last ones come out so I don't get any spoilers. But I like watching it. I like watching it and getting and not knowing what's going to happen when I watch it. You know, like, of course, reading it is cool. And maybe it'll be, I'm not sure if it'll be the same effect. Because, I mean, if I read it this year, I think the last one's supposed to come out in, like, May, maybe. But if I read it and finish it, am I going to remember exactly everything that happens by the time next January comes around? Or am I still going to be able to watch it with that same, like, enthusiasm and intrigue and not knowing what's going to happen next? Because I don't know what is going to happen next, which is why everything is so shocking. And I stand up when something happens. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know. But, um, yeah, so when Levi had, when Levi and the Scouts had, I always forget his name, Zeke. They had the Beast Titan Zeke. In the, and they captured had him captured, and they were in the forest, and they had everyone wanted to drink this wine, and I was like, because I saw them give the wine to them, I saw or it was someone who was in a cellar making the wine. I was like, I don't, I don't like that, I don't like that, and it was like a scene where they had just said something, they had just either showed a titan, the titan serum, or they had just said it that they figured out how to capture it was something. And I was like, I don't like where this is going. And everyone wanted to drink that wine, except for Levi. I, I didn't exactly say it on Twitter. And I don't think I said it on here, but I tweeted that stuff was about to get crazy. It was about to get wild. I predicted that it was going to happen the next episode, but it didn't happen until I think like episode 14 or 15. And there's only 16 episodes of the season. Um, but yeah, it happened. Zeke yelled and they turned into Titans. Um, but my boy Levi, I'm gonna stop spoiling it. Okay. Back to the finale. Back to the, you know what? Do I even want to get into the finale? But I don't know. Cause I want you guys to watch it. Okay. If you haven't watched it, I want you guys to watch it. And I think what I'm going to do, I'm going to, cause I may, I try to get Kenny to watch it all the time. But he just doesn't want to. He's, he's being stubborn. He doesn't want to watch it. Um, and neither does anyone really. No one. 
You tell people to watch something and they don't want to watch it. Even though you tell them how amazing it is, they're like, it's not my thing. Like, how do you know? You haven't even tried it. Like, I'll give, um, I will give Sky, my boy Sky and Devon a pass just because I tried to make them watch it one night. And I guess, I think Sky was feeling it. I think he was rocking with it a little bit, but he does not watch TV shows. He just doesn't. Um, and I don't. Th- I think Devon was just being hard headed. He won't listen to it. He didn't want to watch it, <laughs> or it just wasn't his thing, which is very okay. But I'm just happy they gave it at least gave it somewhat of a chance. But I think I'm gonna watch. I told uh, Ken last night that we were gonna watch it together in the living room. I was gonna set up this camera and I was gonna record us watching it because I need to catch his reactions so I can show him like, no, you really like this show. Like you're lying to yourself if you say you don't like this show. You wanted to fall. You're like, whoa, you're doing all this stuff. You like this show. And it's going to be, it's hard to get someone into the show because you have to watch it with them. They can't just watch it on their own because the first episode, the first two episodes, you're not going to know what is going on. Like it's so much like just out is you don't know what's going on. You don't know the meaning behind any of it. You don't know what any of it means. You don't know where it's going. But you just have to keep watching it. And and it's not even like it starts off slow. It's just that you don't know why things are happening. So you have to wait and find out why things are happening. But it's never like a situation where an episode is boring or there's nothing happening. If you get into the show and you want to learn more about what is going on in the show, you'll want to watch every episode because every episode someone something is happening that is either gonna come back in the future or they're explaining something in the past so if you haven't watched attack on titan watch attack on titan if you have watched attack on titan hit me up so we can talk about attack on titan (laughs) but yeah um please watch that so but what i do want you guys to know about attack on titan if you watched it if you watched it and you don't read the manga, because if you read the manga, then you know the answers to my questions. But question one, is Levi dead? If Levi's dead, if they come back and there's no sign of Levi in the first three episodes of this, of this next season, I might stop watching it because Levi is the GOAT. Okay, I know Aaron's the main character. Mikasa goes hard. Armin got the brains. Levi is the goat though and if you watch it you'll know why really if you watch episode 14 I think 14 or 13 whenever he was whenever he was in the forest and they turned into Titans you see why he's the goat man he's like the LeBron James of killing Titans or Michael Jordan whichever whichever era you want to say but if you're never mind I'm not gonna get into that he's like the he's the goat okay that um who was that girl that Zeke saw when he was about to die. Uh, I saw something say it. Someone said that it was Emir. I don't know. I don't know. It could be. It's a very, I think that's a very good, like, guess. If it, if it was a guess, they could have just spoiled it. But um, I think it probably is Emir, who was the one who made a deal with the devil, allegedly, and, like, gave the Titans all their powers. Or gave Eldians the power to turn into Titans. Um, 
at the end of the episode, we're getting Reiner versus Aaron, Titan battle, attack Titan, or Colossal, no, he's not the Colossal, he's the, um, Armored Titan versus the attack Warhammer founding Titan, almost Jaw Titan. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that part, well, I guess he wasn't, he didn't have the Warhammer Titan when the other times they fought. So, I guess, but either way, this is Aaron versus Reiner, like, part four or something. Like, they've been fighting forever. Um, so, do I think anything's going to change? No, Aaron's going to win, probably, most likely. I think Aaron's going to beat Reiner, and Reiner's going to die. I don't think he'll die in that, but he, he's going to put up a good fight. Reiner's been on the ver- on his deathbed, on the brink of death this whole season. Um, so, I don't know, and he has Zeke. Well, it depends if Zeke comes back. Which I'm sure he will. He got stuff in that Titan's belly. He's gonna regenerate. He's gonna pop up at the most opportunistic time. He's just gonna come out of nowhere. And he's gonna pop up. And he's just gonna go. Oh yeah, I'm here to stay help my brother. Or no, he's not gonna help Marley. Um, what else? It's gonna be interesting because now not only does Aaron and the Jaegerist have. The Marley, the people from Marley coming in, but they also have to worry about the people who aren't Jaegerists on Paradis to worry about. So, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be really, really interesting. So, I don't even really have a prediction right now of what I think is going to happen. I think I'm going to rewatch. I'm, I told Ken I would rewatch the whole season with series with him, which I honestly would. Like, I would watch the whole thing over again. But I'm at least going to watch season four over again like from start to finish um yeah peak played a great role in this episode like i feel like she didn't you didn't get to not know much about her in this episode but she really they the writers really did their thing with her this episode it was really good i really liked how they how they used her in this episode um gabby she's not growing on me but i'm like I'm not hating her as much as when she first hopped on the plane and killed Sasha, you know. This is a lot of spoilers, dog. But if you if you're if these are spoilers to you, what are you doing? You should have already known Gabby killed Sasha. And if it's not if it is a spoiler but you haven't started watching it, you ha- you don't even know who Sasha is right now. Or if you're on season 2, I'm sorry. I told you earlier I was going to spoil stuff, but um so yeah. Let's just get off of that. <laughs> Have you guys started watching UFC yet? Have you guys started like picking up with me watching UFC? Because while my boy Kevin Holland did not pull through for me, we will talk about him in a little bit. But UFC 260, I wish I could say the whole card was fire, but I didn't get to watch the whole card. I only got to watch the main card, um, but the main card was really, really good. The women's fight, uh, the women's fight was really good. It was, I forget her first name. It's something Maverick, but she that fight was it, it was it didn't end in a knockout or anything. It was an entertaining fight. Um, Tyron Woodley faced Vicente Luque. Tyron Woodley, he 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 went out fighting, man. He went out fighting. Now he went out. If I can say anything about Tyron Woodley. Is that he went out fighting, but he he definitely went out. 
Like, it was just rough. Like, once Luke started, because Tyron was, he was throwing shots, man. He was tagging Luke. But when Luke didn't go down, fight was still going. Luke kept pushing, kept pressing, hit him on the button a couple times. Had Tyron walk, stumbling across the cage. And he did that stumble where it's like, now, obviously, he was very concussed. But he did that stumble where it's like, your mom or your dad, they, they whooping you. And you got you can get away, but you know you can't run. But you don't want to walk because you're trying to get away. But you can't run because if you run, then they're going to catch you. And they're going to beat you some more. So it's like a little stumble. Stumble all the way across the cage. This nigga look at came up, tagged him some more, put him out. So that was a good fight. That was really that was that got fight of the night, I believe. So that was a, that was entertaining. I don't know what they're gonna do with T Wood. I mean, he's thirty nine. He went out in an entertaining fashion. I don't, I don't know, man. Cause of course his other fights is like, oh man, you don't want to see that. But he's on a four fight losing streak. I just don't see the UFC keeping him. Cause I'm sure he's very expensive to, to every fight. I'm sure he's super expensive. How long he's been with the UFC? He's been a champion for how long? And lost it to Kamaru Usman, who's a problem. I don't know who's going to beat that man. Uh, and then Sean O'Malley faced Thomas Almeida. Was there another one? Or was it just those four? I think there was... I think there might have been another one. I just don't remember it right now. Um... Yeah, I think it was just those four, but um, Sean O'Malley looked great for my first time. Like disclaimer, I have I've always been intrigued by the UFC, but I never was into it where I watched every event every week. Like I was looking forward to note to watching the events. I listened to people talk about the events coming up in the week. I follow Ariel Hawani. <laughs> oh man, but like I I was never this into it. So, I'm getting into it now. So, this is my first time watching uh, Sean O'Malley fight live. Of course, I saw the um, his knockout of... Oh, oh man. I don't remember the guy's name. It's I, I kind of remember it vaguely, but I don't, I don't really remember it. But it's the guy with the mustache. One shot KO. John Ant goes walk off KO the Sugar Show. Very, very great call. If you haven't... If you've never seen it, just look up um, Sean O'Malley walk off KO. Uh, UFC posts like a 16 second clip of it. It's not the best clip of it, but you can. It'll give you chills just because of John John Annick call Annick's call and the knockout in general was just perfect, right on the chin. Dude was done. Didn't didn't need any more punches. Like you knew he was down for the count, which is there is no count in UFC. It's just he's just down, <laughs> down and out. <laughs> but yeah. Sean Sean O'Malley is a really entertaining fighter. Like switching stances, always moving, spinning kicks, good punches, moving around. I, it was really entertaining. Um, he knocked him down the first time, and of course the announcer was like, "Oh, that was really immature." Of course, I kind of felt the same way. I was like, "Oh no, he didn't finish him. Like you got to go get the finish." So now you're nervous with every round that goes on. You're nervous about oh, is he even what if he? Because what? Of course, it's UFC. It's a combat sport. It only takes that one punch to now from 
where you could have finished the fight to now you lost the fight. So, and so I understand where people were like, oh, that was uh, so immaturity on his part because he's a young fighter. He's a young fighter in the UFC and he's only like, he's 13 and one now. So he went for 14 MMA fights. Um, but I mean, he came back. Not even came back. He was always he was always winning that fight. It wasn't in question, in doubt whether he was going to win that fight or not. Third round, got the KO, and he really, it was. I don't know if they called it knockout or TKO, but he knocked him down, and then he kind of looked at like, oh, I need to finish him off. So he walks. He literally just walks over to a guy on the ground because he's on the ground, like kind of like has. His, Legs up, has his hands up. He walks over and just, boom, not even, lets his whole body, like, dives on top of him, right hand, immediately. The was like, oh, it's over. Knocked him out cold, like, with that last shot. It was violent. <laughs> so I loved it. <laughs> but, no, nah, Sean O'Malley is super entertaining. Looking forward to seeing his next fight. I do wonder what a, um... What a Sean O'Malley Corey Sandhagen Hagen fight would look like, just because they're both Corey Sandhagen might be six foot, uh, Sean O'Malley's five eleven, but I mean six foot fighting at one thirty five, it the kind of similar styles like kickboxing, um, but I I just want to see what that would look like because of course they both use range. How are how are you going to utilize range if the other person can also utilize that range? Could that be a boring fight? It very well could. It possibly could be. Um, so, yeah, rumor is, well, not rumor. Corey Sanhagen is supposed to fight TJ Dillashaw. It'll be fun. My first time watching TJ Dillashaw fight live, so that'll be a cool experience uh, to see him come back since his situation. Uh, rumor is that Dominic Cruz is going to fight Sean O'Malley next, but who knows? That was just Chael Sonnen kind of talking. That's what he does. Chael Sonnen kind of talks. It's entertaining when he talks, but he talks. Um, but yeah, the big one was Francis Ngannou and Stipe Miocic. Ohio's champion, Cleveland's champion, Stipe Miocic dominated by Francis Ngannou. And I say dominated just because that's, that's what happened. Um, and you watch Francis Ngannou's highlights or his knockouts. And you don't... There's not a lot of technique to it. It just looks like, okay, he blitzes you. And you get hit one or two times. And you're not getting back up in that blitz. Like, he sees your, he sees your hurt. He's just coming after you. Throwing any... Th- just throwing his hands at you. Not any technique, not any head. He's just throwing his hands at you. And if you throw back, you're not going to. Because I, by the time I throw four, you can throw one or two. But one of these four is going to hit and you're going to be knocked out. So it was really inter- it was really, It was really cool to see him fight at a pace. And not just at a pace, like just a super high pace, like a Max Holloway pace. Because, of course, he's a, he's a heavyweight. 265. He can't fight at a Max Holloway pace. But he was slow and methodical picking his shots um picking the points where he wanted to attack and he he hurt Stipe early and of course you see that and you think okay because of course we haven't seen Francis since so we don't know how he's changed 
if he's changed, if he was going to hurt him, and he's going to blitz him, try to get that. And of course, Stipe, which came back in this fight, you blitz Stipe, he's backing up, he'll clip you, he'll get that good fall away right, um, which he did to someone, I can't remember off the top of my head, but he hurt Stipe early, didn't go after him, took his time, showed patience, um, Stipe tried to go for a takedown, Francis stuffed it, sprawled, went over to the back, took his, he didn't take his back, he went over to the backside almost, well, I guess he kind of took his back, he didn't like take his back trying to get like a rear naked choke or anything, but just started raining down shots, and then I guess he took his back, because Stipe had to get up, but just pouring shots on Stipe, just blasting him in the face, um, there was one point where Francis tried to get a take takedown, and I just kind of like, what are you doing? Don't do that. Just stand up. <laughs> but went to the second round. And people were making a big deal out of Francis breathing out of his mouth. But, I mean, I just figured he was a mouth breather. Like, he just looks like someone who just breathes through their mouth. Like, not... Like, he just regularly is... Like, he just breathes through his mouth. Like, I, and I, I think he said that on um, Ariel Hawani's show when he was talking to him. He was like... Ariel asked him, yeah, you were breathing through your mouth. Were you fatigued? He was like, no, I just always breathe through my mouth. <laughs> but um, it came out for the second round. He threw a, he threw a head kick at Stipe, which I really liked. I really liked that. And he was giving him leg kicks. I really liked those. That was a really pleasant sight to see. Francis, like, because you think Francis, you're just like, okay, he's just going to throw hands at you. But no, he was throwing leg kicks in there. And I... I can't imagine what a, what a, even a, it doesn't even have to be a perfectly placed leg kick by Francis Ngannou, but an oak, a good place for leg kick from Francis Ngannou, or the calf kick, which I think he was going to more, from Francis Ngannou. I can't imagine how bad that hurts, because <laughs> it's not your average one. Like, that's a lot of force, especially Steve was come came in around like 30 pounds lighter than Francis. If that, because I don't, I'm pretty sure Francis probably cut down to 263 just a little bit to get back up to fight in the ring. And his 263, even his ring weight was, that's a scary looking dude. Like, that's a, that's a good looking, like, like that dude was, like, like you see me, he, he didn't look like me. He, he wasn't like me, like, I could go in there and help him. Like, Francis, hit me up, we can... I, it's, it's all clean, too. No steroids, none of that. I can get you right, bro. I can get you, like, that 263, man? What you were in the ring? I can... We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. But, um... Yeah, I was, I was... It was a pleasant sight to see Francis throwing the head kick, throwing the leg kicks. I don't even... But, yeah, he hurt Stipe. Went after him a little bit. Stipe gets out. Those are right. Those are right. That fall away right, like we were talking, like I just brought up. It hits Francis. It hit him well. It was very clean. It connected. Stipe got a little excited. Because I'm sure he was like, hey, I got to... Because given... I'm sure he had a game plan to make it go longer. Probably four or five rounds. But I feel like after he stuffed that takedown, I feel like the plan was just kind of like, oh, shoot. This guy is different. This, this isn't what we were expecting. So... He saw that opportunity in the second round after he clipped him with the right. He's like, okay, I got to finish this now. I got to try to get him out of here now. Because if I don't, who knows what I, if I'll be able to make it into that. Um, who, who knows if we'll be able to make it to get to that fourth round. 
And right after that, he rushes in, gets caught with the left, folded up, knees done for, fight over. And he even got, Francis got an extra hit in, one of those hammer fists, Cameroonian hammer fists, which I'm sure he didn't, I'm sure that felt terribly. Um, and I know people, I even made a joke about Herb Dean being far away, but I mean, you kind of have to be, right? Like, Stipe was kind of back, they, he was, it wasn't like they were standing still in one spot, or that Francis was obviously about to knock Stipe out. No, it was like, okay, Stipe's fighting, he's backing up, so you gotta get out the way. These are big guys in a little cage, you gotta get out the way. He hits him with the right, so it's like, okay, fight's back on, you know? Then, of course, Stipe rushes in, so it's like, okay, the fight's on, little cage, big guys, let me give it some space. And then he gets, it's not, then he gets caught. Not caught. He gets caught with the left, knocks him out. So now, and if you look at the pictures or the video, Herb Dean was on a full sprint <laughs> to get over there and stop that fight. And luckily, he only got one punch in. Herb Dean got over there, fight over. Three kings of the UFC. Three African champions. African-born champs in the UFC. So, yeah, that was... UFC 260 from my point of view. Um, yeah. I'll just go over some little stuff before I change topics. But Marvin Vittori, Darren Till. I wanted to talk about that because I was a little excited to see that. Because just because of the the props Izzy was given to Darren Till. As he, he wanted to fight Darren Till. So if he get this dub. He'd be in line for it, but Darren Till broke his collarbone, I guess, so he won't fight. Uh, word is that they offered, oh, excuse me, they offered Kevin Holland the fight. He accepted, which is big. I really want to see Kevin Holland get another chance of redemption because he did not, he did not show up versus Derek Brunson, and he knows that. Um, uh, my boy Julian did say something. He said he 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 brought up Jared Cannonier, which I liked. I didn't. I I kind of forgot about Cannoneer, but that would have been an interesting one. Um, Cannoneer's coming off of a loss to Robert Whitaker, uh, so you get him in there. Maybe he could do something. But I understand, uh, and I'm sure it wasn't just like UFC was just like or Dana White was just like, "Hey, Darren Till's out. Go get Kevin Holland to call." No, I'm sure Kevin Holland was on Dana's behind talk, calling him every second sending him every text message his team was sending Dana all types of text messages once they got the news that um Darren Till wasn't going to fight or that they were, he was on it from the jump saying hey you need a backup fighter for this I got you you need a backup I got you I got you I got you I got you um which so I'm happy to see that that'll be interesting April 10th if it happens is April 10th um Whitaker versus Gastelum Kevin, Kelvin Gastelum, April 17th. Should be interesting. Should be very, very interesting. Couple fight nights. They're free. Ish. ESPN Plus is free. Or you can try to illegally stream it. Which is not what I, kind of what I did. Anyways. <laughs> 261 though. First event back with a crowd. Uh, Usman versus Masvidal 2. I'm going to go with Kel, uh Kamaru Usman, Usman, it's my boy. 
Um, and there's three championships on that card. I think that's the one with, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's Shevchenko is fighting Andrade. And Zhang Wei Li is fighting Rose Nama Yunus, I think. <laughs> I looked. I was looking this up at work the other day, which is when I, I wrote this stuff down for it. But I think that's what it is. Don't quote. I think I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I think it's Shevchenko and Andrade and Nama Yunus and Zhang Wei Li. Um, I did. I did watch the Rose versus Andrade vi- uh, match the other night, and I will say, I need to watch some Wei Li videos. But I think what I was taught, what I was getting told, is that Zhang Wei Li is a power type of power girl. And at the end of that fight, Rose was getting, she was getting badly hurt by Andrade. Like it was getting bad. So, well, of course, Rose is a is a is a warrior, but I don't know. Early money, I think I've taken Zhang Willy without watching anything of her. Uh, well, of course, I, I need to, I'm going to watch some of both of their fights when I get a chance. Um, and then Andrade, I, I didn't really like her. She was moving around all the time, like always moving like that. She didn't throw, she barely threw any straights. But when she started throwing straights in the third round, I believe, is when she started kind of tagging up Rose, which maybe she brings that into the Shevchenko fight. I hope she does, because she was just trying to throw all hooks, a couple uppercuts, but all hooks and overhands, and I was like, ah, oh, I don't, I don't really like that. That's you're winding up a lot, um, but I understand because she has shorter arms. She got to get in the phone booth. Um, she's shorter in general, whereas Rose, who was longer, taller, so she kind of had to get in there. But I still feel like just kind of throwing hooks and overhands. The jabs were working, is what I'm saying. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I don't know much about Shevchenko, of course, because like I said, I'm new to this. So, we'll see. I'll watch some of them too. But yeah, Usman versus Masvidal. I got Usman, for sure. Um, I don't know if he'll finish it. It... Nah, Usman might get that fin. I'm going to go Usman... TKO round three or four. Late late three, early mid early to mid four. I got that's where I got Usman at. And then finally for UFC, uh Chandler versus Oliveira for the vacant lightweight title, UFC two sixty two in Houston, Texas. But they they just put something else on the card for that. Um it's uh Leon Edwards and Nathan Diaz. Leon Edwards and Nate Diaz. So that's gonna be a nasty and it's five rounds, so we're going to get ten rounds. Hopefully not. Hopefully we don't get... I'd take ten rounds of Nate Diaz and Leon Edwards. That'd be super entertaining. But ten rounds of Chandler versus Oliveira, I don't know if I really want that. Give me... Let me finish that in three. Um, and in that, I really like Oliveira. But, all right, early prediction, I'm going to go with Chandler. Early prediction, I'm going to take Michael Chandler to get that belt. So, yeah, that's my UFC... The weekly kneecap is what I was thinking about calling it. The flying kneecap is play on words. Recap, kneecap, flying knee, it's MMA. Next clip. 
Alright, so I, I feel like I say alright so to everything. But yeah. But yeah, alright so is what I say all the time. Um, Oh, and this just in. Kevin Holland will replace Darren Till with Marvin Vittori. That's official. You know why it's official? Because Ariel Helwani posted it. It's official. Um, but what I wanted to get into was this thing that all women do in my life. It's like a theme. They always do it. It's like I I don't I don't know how they do it. It's like they have a Okay, you guys are going to say, women's intuition, this, that, and the third. I don't know how, okay? And it's not even like an intuition like, oh, don't go there, something bad's going to happen. No. It's like, oh, my mother's calling me. Hello? Hey, what you doing, sleeping? No, I'm recording the podcast. You're on the podcast. Would you like to say hello? Yeah. Who am I saying hi to? Your fans? Your groupies? What? I don't have groupies, mother. <laughs> don't do that. Who are you saying hi to? Your fans? Your groupies? What's up, America? What's up, BG and on? Where else should I say? Oh, this is your, your oh, Bernie happy, Mac now. Happy, happy spring break, huh? That's Unfortunately, BG doesn't get a break. Nope, but, in, instructional you know, breaks, but I get none of them. I went to work every day. I, I, I went to work every day. Yeah, I want to talk about Lil Nas X and his shenanigans. Um, so if you haven't heard, Lil Nas X, Panini, Old Town Road. Um, he collaborated with this brand on an Air Max, and it was a devil themed brand, devil themed uh, shoe. It was a devil-themed Nike Air Max that went in hand-in-hand with his new, excuse me, his new song's music video. Um, I don't remember, I don't know the song, I didn't watch the music video, but getting intimate with Satan, not having sex, but he gave, I think he gave him like a lap dance, it was like a pole dance, something. Lil Nas X is gay, if you don't know. And if you didn't, if you don't know now, you know he's gay. So that's why he was giving Satan a lap dance, pole dancing and all that. Um... And of course, the initial out, the initial response to something like that, something like the video and then the shoe, 
is going to be outrage. Like, oh my gosh, how could you do this? That's so wrong. That's so bad. Um, but first, I'm going to get to Nike. Nike is suing, not Lil Nas X, but suing the company that um, made that customized the shoe. Uh, for what? I don't remember exactly, but I did see something to where the brand kind of, not clapped back, but they responded and said, hey, we made this shoe though too. And you aren't saying anything, you never said anything about that. But the thing, of course, the shoe, if you want to look it up, at, you can look it up, just Lil Nas X, Nike, Air Max, whatever. Or just Lil Nas X shoe, you don't even have to type Nike. But it's a shoe, I think it has one side, one part of it has like 666 on it. Um, there's like supposedly a drop of human blood in the sole of every shoe, because it's like the air bubble sole. Um, and I, they're going to release... They were planning on releasing 666 pairs of shoes. I forget. I just I forget how many. The price. I think it was like 10, 1,018 or something like that. There's some meaning behind. And there was a Bible scripture that had something to do with the devil or Satan. The Satan fell from heaven. It was it was something with that. So obviously a lot of demonic ties and things like that. Bible ties. Um. So of course people were saying people didn't like it. Of course, people on Twitter didn't like it. Social media anywhere. People did not like the idea of the shoe. Didn't like the video. And Lil Nas X kind of made a... He kind of made a good point. Um, of course, Lil Nas X was... He was a social media person before he was famous for the song. So he already knew how to work social media. He knew how to troll. He knew how to capture people, capture an audience, uh, get social media's attention. He knows how to do that. He's a veteran. So... With this, he was making all types of memes and stuff. But one thing caught my mind. And I don't know how I, I'm not, it doesn't matter how I feel about it. It does because you're here listening to me to hear how I feel about it. But um, he said something along the lines of like, I'm gay. And when I said I was gay, you already said I was going to hell. But now that I went to hell and did something with hell, you don't like it. You got to figure out where you're at. And I was like, I mean, he has a point. He does have a point. If you, everyone was saying you're going to hell because you're gay and this, that, and third, now he does something where he actually does go to hell and now you're angry about it. That was, that makes sense. I understand his logic. <laughs> there was also something with, um, Caitlin Bennett, the gun girl. Uh, she said, she said something. And then he said something about, called her like shitty pants, I think. Because she pooped her pants one time. Maybe more. Allegedly one time. And she responded something about go find your dad. Or do you know who your dad is? And I know this is great. Very great insight. Very hard hitting. Very with the facts. It's a lot of something along the lines of. And to Lil Nas X replied to that by saying yes I know who my dad is and I might just go F yours. And I was like, wow, that was good. <laughs> that was really good. That was really good. Mr. Mr. Nas X. That was really very good reply. You're a veteran of the trolls. So I clapped. That was good. That was good. I clapped for that one. Pause. 
So let me know what you guys think about the Lil Nas X situation. I don't really have too big of an opinion on it. I'm not going to buy the shoes. I'm not going to watch the video. I haven't really been checking for Lil Nas music since the Panini and everything like that came out. So I haven't really been following him. I don't, I feel like he, I probably should follow him on Twitter. I feel like he's a really funny social media, but he retweeted so much stuff. I kind of just got sick of it. And speaking of like Twitter and Instagram and stuff like that, uh, I asked you guys what, give me a couple uh, extra topic just because I wanted one more. And I had already wrote, written down to talk about social media. And I got a suggestion to talk about um, the pressures that social media give, brings puts on young people this day and age. And I'll start off with that before I go into what I was, what I had written down to talk about. And what they were saying was because it was Devon, he, it, I don't know why, elongated his name like that, but it was Devon. He sent it. And he also texted me a screenshot of what uh, that to add some context behind it. Um, let me go find it real quick. Okay. So pretty much what the, the post was, it said, there's one of those notes posts where they screenshot the notes and you read it from that. It said social media got 22 year olds wanting to off themselves because they don't make six figures and drive a seven series. It's terrible. Got women thinking if you can't afford a Chanel bag, you're doing bad in life and offer them nothing. Women thinking if men can't afford a Chanel bag and that they're doing bad in their life and that men offer them nothing. Got dudes thinking a nine to five is slavery. Nobody likes their body. Nobody likes their home. Just a mass group of, group of people wanting what others have or pretend to have. And that's extremely valid. Uh, it, it is a lot of people who do that. And if you catch yourself doing that, go outside, uh, put your phone down, walk around, and get some fresh air because you probably need some sunlight and some fresh air. And you probably just need to think and think to yourself, why am I take, being taking what other people's lives are so serious? So stop living in someone else's life and living your life, which is why you should go outside because that is the most in tune to the present that you can be. You feel the weather, you know what the sun, you know what the sun's like, you feel everything around you is what it is. It's not being changed any type of way. Um, there's no other, it's just what life is around you. When you're when, like in this room, there's no life around me in this room. It's just my room. Like the door is closed, the blinds are closed, there's no life, it's just me. So if you sit like this and you're on your phone seeing everyone else live life, live life, all you're thinking about is their life. You're not thinking about your life and what you can do today. You're stuck thinking about what they're doing today. So go outside and do something today. Go for a walk. Just walk around. Go outside for like 10 minutes. It takes 10 minutes to run a mile. It doesn't, well, the, for me, sometimes it does more than a mile, but you, you can run a mile in 10 minutes. Like it's not... Like a mile doesn't take that long. I'm not some some Olympic athlete that's trying or that some athlete that's trying to run in less. I'm just getting out there, getting a jog, and just trying to tap. Of course, I have like I'll have music playing in my ear, or I'll have a podcast or something just to kind of keep me going. But get outside and do something. Go work out. Go do some. Read a book. 
but go do something away from your phone to where you're not looking at what other people are doing. But at the same time, a friend also replied to the story I posted about this and said he had an inverse opinion of it, like the opposite opinion of it, to where social media and the internet isn't always a bad thing and it isn't only negatively affecting people. And obviously it's not like this is on the internet. This is something that I really helps me post this on the internet. Um, the interactions I have with you guys, people listening, or the interactions I have with my friends on Instagram and stuff like that is really good. And I feel like that pertains is exactly what I was trying to get to and what I wrote down, which is trying to make social media fun again. Stop trying to stop making social media seem like such a popularity contest, such a runway, like, Yes, take good pictures, post the pictures that you feel good about, but don't post the pictures that you think other people will feel good about you in. Post the pictures that you feel good in. So if it's just something that's funny, post it. Don't you don't stop worrying about how many likes you get. I I just kind of transitioned into this, but I kind of stopped worrying about how many likes I get. And just like if I I, I still look at the likes, like I st- when someone likes a picture, I'll still like see, go to my notifications, see who liked it. But I kind of look at who liked it, you know, like, oh, okay, that person liked my picture. But I'm not going to get stuck and wrapped up in, oh, I didn't reach this many or this person didn't like it. It's just kind of seeing, oh, that person liked my picture because odds are, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Like, yeah, you can say it maybe it didn't cross their timeline, but maybe they just didn't want to like your picture. They saw it. They just didn't like it. And that's not a big deal. I don't, I probably like 10% of the things that cross my timeline. And honestly, a lot of it isn't from people that I know. A lot of it is like other things that I'm actually interested in because that's what social media is for. Things that you're interested in. It's not to follow people's lives. It's not to keep up with, it can be to keep up with people, but it's all about your interests. So And don't get caught up in if someone follows you or someone, how many followers you have, just have fun with it. Like post what you want, post memes, post silly pictures, post what you have fun with on Twitter. Don't post something thinking, okay, this is going to do numbers. Cause it's probably not. <laughs> and then when you get one like on it in two days, you're going to feel bad because it didn't get thousands and it didn't go viral. Who cares? You know how many people are on Twitter? How many people are on social media? There's so many people. So stop worrying about how many of those people see it, how many of those people interact with it, click a button, and just do what you want to do. Do what you have fun with. Because pretty much social media, you're not really talking to your followers. If you get an actual interaction with them, you are. But most of the time, you're just kind of talking to yourself. So have fun with it, all right? Don't let people get you down and don't let yourself get you down because you can very easily be your own worst enemy. Don't be your own worst enemy. Be your own, be your best ally. You know what I'm saying? So don't sulk. Don't get focused on other people's lives. And if you see people doing good, don't feel bad about it. Why would, why, why? That's just what, that's where they're at in their life. All right. Don't feel bad about how someone else is living their life. Feel good. Feel happy that they are doing what they they're doing good or that they're doing something they like or it looks like they're having fun. 
be happy about that. Like, oh, that's really dope for them. And then, you know what you do? If you want to get to that point, you're not going to get to that point by watching them. You're not going to become... Like, you can watch as many basketball highlights as you want. That's not going to make you be able to shoot a jumper. No, you got to go out there and shoot jumpers. Like, watching someone else live a fun life is not going to give you a fun life. You got to go out there and create a fun life. And their idea of fun might not be your idea of fun. You might get out on the beach, be at the club, be at the stuff, and you don't enjoy that. But you were so focused on that's how someone else wanted to live life. That's how someone else has fun. When in all honesty, you could, couldn't could care less about going out. You couldn't care less about going to the beach. You really like drawing. So, draw. And if you want to show people that you're drawing, show people that you're drawing. Like, you know, do what you want. Don't get caught up in other people's opinions. And I know it's a lot easier said than done. But once you start working on yourself, it, it becomes easier to do. You know, go to the gym, go, go outside, do something. You just can't be inside all the, all, all day, all the time. We were inside for too long quarantine to be, to still be inside and depressed and sulking about that. So I'm going to leave you guys with that. Uh, like I said, the clips will be on YouTube, full episode on audio platforms, Apple podcasts, Spotify. So yeah. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Oh uh, yeah, I am out of here. Peace. Got your bitch on the road, what you know about it? Do sage of the boat, what you know about it? Flew me out to the coast, what you know about it? Broken heart, face tap, what you know about it? 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 What you know about king shit? Don't come in. Hit me for the night. If she right, then she.